We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The KCSN Live Post Game Show with DJ Kissel and Ken Swanson is about to begin. Best post-game coverage you can find. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Live on the 101 The Fox Facebook page, KC Sports Network's YouTube channel, and tomorrow, well, wherever you find your podcasts. This is the KCN Live Post Game Show with BJ Kissel and Ken Swanson from the Bullpen Bar and Grill in Overland Park. The KC Chiefs lose 38 to 20 at home in embarrassing fashion to the Buffalo Bills. Another tough game. What's up, everybody? My name is Kent Swanson. We are at the Bullpen Bar and Grill here in Overland Park. They've been a phenomenal place to uh, to watch games, and, and, and it's been really fun to be a part of them. We uh, This is kind of our temporary home for now. We're going to be at the Kingdom Bar and Grill soon, looking at November, but this place has been wonderful. Really enjoyed Getting to hang out with my dear pals, Craig Stout, Stout, Maddie Lane, both in town today to witness this game. Yikes. Wish we were doing it under better circumstances. We'll talk to them in a second. But, uh, you know, we've got a lot to cover today. We're going to talk about tomorrow's headlines. We're going to talk about some of the key observations in the game. We're going to get to Andy Reid's press conference and Patrick Mahomes' press conference. Going to be interesting to hear from them and more. Plenty to cover with my dear pals, Maddie Lane. Craig Stout, gentlemen, what is what is good? What's going on with you guys? Well, this is the second time I've been in here and uh, to watch a game live, and they've lost both games. So I think I just can no longer come back <laughs> Maddie, to the great you're, state. You're not invited back. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm, I'm officially sorry. out because this is this is not going well. And I mean, this one significantly worse than the last one. I they, feel a lot worse after this game. They do the such a good game. job of taking care of us here, and we repay them with losses. This is not good. <laughs> 
Well, you can find our show here on 101 The Fox's Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. We are all on these platforms so you can watch the game. Make sure you're asking us some questions. Send in your comments. We'd love to hear what you guys got going on. And again, we'll be hearing from Andy Reid's presser here in a little bit. But we got to start with tomorrow's headlines. I think that's a great place to get going. And we'll start with this explosive plays. Mm. Yeah. Given up by the defense. Really, really, really kind of just put this game out of reach largely, Craig. It really did. And in the first half, even, I think we saw repeatedly this defense was just unable to keep a lid on the defense. Uh, Dan Sorensen responsible for a lot. LeJarrius Sneed gave up big plays. You can't do that and still not play perfect on offense. It was just bad. It really was bad. They allowed way too many explosive plays on defense. And they didn't bring any on the offensive side themselves. So I think that kind of has to play a part. When you're giving up explosive plays defensively, you're not making any on the offensive side. It just there's no good thing that's going to happen at the end of the game. No, that's that's definitely true. And if you look, I mean, a lot of these, you know, a lot of times they'll say, you know, the, the team that creates the most explosive plays wins the game. And right. in this case, it was it was definitely the case. I mean, Josh Allen really didn't have a ton of completions in the first half, but he was just making big chunk plays with a lot of consistency. All right, storyline number two. Headline number two that we're probably going to be seeing in Kansas City if we're on the, if we were if we were in charge of the KC Star, oh. the offense out of sync for the entirety of the game. Uh, it was it was a lot of inconsistencies in a lot of different places. Maddie, it starts I think with the protection the first half. I don't think it looked great. Patrick Mahomes for kind of the second week in a row now, maybe third week if you want to extend it back, wasn't super comfortable, and they just never got into a rhythm. Mahomes is shorting some passes, receivers are dropping them, and there wasn't that vertical element that we're used to seeing out of the Chiefs offense. Just everything about it just looked a little off sync from the very beginning. Yeah, and unfortunately, this is a, a trend with Mahomes this year, and it, it's concerning. It's really concerning. So, I, obviously, still a great quarterback, a player that you you want on your team. I, you know, we we love him. We We know he'll get it rectified, but very concerning. This might have been... Again, I know we said it a lot, his worst game. I know, but it, it, it feels like we've said that a couple times this, this year. week. It's, it, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of disorganization there, uh, and it's you're, you're starting to see some things add up. And I'm, We're going to have plenty of time to talk about some yeah. of this stuff in depth, but I think just at a high level, you're looking at this and you're going, man, this offense, it, there, there, there's obviously high moments, but there are just some disjointed messes in the midst of a lot of, you know, really quality production too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, last week was you know, really high, you know, really high productivity this week. Yeah, all over the place, just all over the place, yeah. and, and it starts starts with Patrick Mahomes too. We'll we'll get into that a little bit. All right, I I think this is this is headline number three, and this is kind of where where I want to go with this. Oh, I think it's time to worry about this team. Yeah. I really do. I I'm I'm starting to see some some stuff that is showing up at a pretty great consistency when it comes to both sides of this football. You know, and you know, self inflicted wounds, you know, self inflicted mistakes, a lot of turnovers defensively we know the issues that that side of the ball is experiencing i think you're looking at both sides of this football it's 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 disorganized and i think it's time to start worrying about the outlooks of this team's ability to take this you know take this team where they want it to go the afc championship to the super bowl i think we just saw the number one contender of the afc come into arrowhead and shellac the kansas city chiefs they did do that i think the big thing right now is you look at this team as a whole it doesn't look like a good football team. They look like a bad football team that's being pushed along by one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the best tight ends, and one of the best wide receivers. That's it. That's what this team is. It's a bad football team that is getting pushed forward by specific elements, and it just shows up week after week. And the downside right now is they're not doing anything to address it. They're not really showing any signs of fixing it at this point in time. 
the defense, you know, we'll get to it later. They did show some signs of life in the second half, but it was once Buffalo kind of started to pull the throttle back a little bit. The offense never got in rhythm. It's just nothing seems to be lining up for this team. It's a lot of, hey, you're our three stars. Go make everything happen. Yeah, it's sloppy. There's penalties. There's sloppiness. There's just inconsistencies in the offense. And it, there's reason to worry about that because you need them to be perfect with the way that the defense is playing. And the margins for error are so slim. We finally saw it catch up. There's reason to worry because this is exactly what that looks like when you're playing against a contender and you don't take care of business like this. Yeah, there's a lot of things. And I think it's going to start from the top, from a leadership perspective. This team needs to, you know, the, the top end, you know, top end leadership that is in this organization that we've seen lead this team to a lot of success. It starts with them. And you know what? You know who's the leader? Fairway Independent Mortgage. Fairway Independent Mortgage makes the home loan process as simple as possible by guiding you through every step, just as they've done for the past 25 years. Call Jennifer Dixon at 816-390-8898. That's 816-390-8898. Great rates, a focus on customer service, and the fastest turn times in the industry. Fairway Independent Mortgage. The Chiefs could have used some of that kind of leadership on the field today. Didn't get enough of it across the board. Coaching players and we've got plenty to talk about that uh we're going to uh, hopefully hear from andy reed here in a little bit uh speaking of leadership we're, <laughs> we're hoping to hear from andy reed and his presser here in a little bit um okay so you know let's let's talk a little bit here uh, i want to go kind of back and just kind of maybe look here at the defensive side of the football a little bit craig yeah um i i'm i'm surprised that we are seeing the kind of mistakes being made by veterans. Yes. And I think that from a high level, I'm looking at going, I mean, this is this, I mean, we've talked about this a lot on the show too. This is year three of the Steve Spagnuolo yeah. defense. There's a lot of players that have been here for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Can you make any sense of this right now? I mean, no, no, frankly, no. <laughs> I mean, that's why these guys are on the field. Like that's why Anthony Hitchens is here. And Anthony Hitchens has his back completely turned to a swing pass in the middle of the field. Third week in a row. It's why, you know, Dan Sorensen is on the field and he can't play a deep enough safety to keep everything on top of it. He almost gave up one of those last week. Ended up in an incompletion. Almost gave up one of those. Gave up massive play, big plays this week. I, th those, the reason those guys are on the field is because they're veterans, because they know the scheme, because they can help line up, and they can help this defense to right the ship when things start to go south. They're not, they shouldn't be the reason why this defense is south right now. And frankly, they are. Well, that's the problem. You're not dealing with just young guys with a lot of talent that are making mistakes. That's yeah. there. I mean, there's clearly, you know, LeJarius Steen's been part of a couple coverage mix-ups. Yeah. You've seen, you know, Rashad Fenton made some nice plays. He's had some misplays. Mike Hughes, those guys, that's acceptable. You expect that to happen. You don't expect Anthony Hitchens to look as bad as he's ever looked in a Chiefs uniform. And he's it's not lost. just physically. He yeah. looks mentally lost. Dan Sorensen, I don't know what's going on there. He's blowing coverages. He's blowing tackles. He's just playing bad coverage even when he knows where he's supposed to be. Those two guys specifically, they're the safety nets. Hitchens, Sorensen, they're not out there to make plays. They're not out there to be a foundation. They are the safety nets that get everybody else in the right spot, and they play a safe brand of football. Right now, they're a problem. Yeah. They're both net negatives on the field at all times. It's not even just the coverage perspective for Dan Sorensen, which, I mean, he got beat bad <laughs> on a double move. But you saw a couple of really big plays with Zach Moss. Uh, you know, Dan Sorensen one-on-one with Zach Moss needing to make a tackle. And he didn't even really do much in the way of, of making it difficult, like not even really giving his teammates 
an opportunity to round, rally to the football. Right. I mean, there was little resistance at all. Met, I mean, in good position, one at the line of scrimmage, one one yard past the line of scrimmage rolling down. Didn't look confident enough to try to break down and make a tackle. Mm-hmm. Didn't really look confident enough, you know, to 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 be sitting sticking his nose in the box. And it's just so uncharacteristic because this is a guy that has hung his hat on doing the little things and being willing to do things. And those seem like some of the traits that have kept him on the field over a guy like Juan Thornhill, for instance. I mean, and that's why Steve Spagnolo has put him on the field. I mean, he says it in pressers right now. He's like, listen, we, we've been through this before with Dan. We know he'll rectify it. We know that he'll write the ship. We're five weeks in. We're five weeks but in But he's now. wrecking the ship. He's wrecking the <laughs> ship. I mean, he, he really is. Now, Juan Thornhill was playing on two of those big pass plays. So it's not as simple as just put Juan Thornhill in for Dan Sorensen. There may be another personnel change that may, may have to occur. Right now, though, it's a net negative. It really is a net negative. Well, and I think that's the big thing. It's one thing when you're having physical limitations from certain players. Like yeah. you, unfortunately, when you have to build a team at some point in time, you're going to have some guys that are less talented physically. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's If that's going to be Anthony Hitchens, if that's going to be Daniel Sorensen, that's fine. As long as they can do what they need to do mentally around that, and that's what they're missing right now. Hitchens looks very lost playing Mike Lineback right now. Yeah, he's getting, having some trouble getting younger guys lined up, but you've seen it every week for the past three weeks. He has to stop and almost trip over himself in the middle of the field because he's not sure where he's going. Dan Sorensen's getting blowing coverages, getting beat on double moves. He's doing all sorts of wild stuff, and I feel like this has to start from the top down. I mean, there's, something's got to start changing with this. on the Just the defensive side of the ball, we got more offensive stuff coming later, but just on the defensive side of the ball, these things have to change or it's not going to get any better. And we, and we haven't even mentioned pass rush because, well, I mean, frankly, that's <laughs> well, about rush. how often it showed up. I mean, it, we're, we're this far into it. The, the pass rush is not there. And you got a lot of money invested in that defensive line. Obviously, Chris Jones did not play today. Frank Clark did. I, they just didn't get home. There was no real pass rush. They didn't affect Josh Allen, and Josh Allen was able to sit back there and carve up the Chiefs' defense. It, it's all just, frankly, unacceptable. It, it really is. And I'd, unfortunately, it, it's not necessarily getting better because teams aren't trading away prime pass rushers or anything like that at the trade deadline. That, that sort of thing just doesn't happen. So a lot of these solutions have to come internally on defense. And I'll say, I don't think Chris Jones is the difference in a win or well, a loss not, for this I'm game. not sure that he makes enough of not too. even a little bit. Um, and like I don't know if that's an entirely an indictment on Chris Jones mm-hmm. because I still think he's a very talented player, but I think there's just a lot of issues, you know, with you know, with this roster and, and, and the talent level. I think there's just a big talent issue and a guy like Chris Jones who definitely can't affect the passer. I don't think he's doing enough to overcome some of the limitations that you know the second and third level of this defense that we're definitely seeing outside of just the pass rush. So there's you know, there's 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 whole issues here and you've got to you know, I mean, I, I, I've been throwing the idea out here. I'm not sure the Chiefs don't need to completely blow this defense up next year. Yeah, I I, I mean, yeah. I, w- and they've tried. Like, there have been situations where they've tried to add guys, tried to move along with some of that stuff, and there's just so many spots that need filled. Well, and I think we talked about it a little bit. Like, where are you building the foundation of this defense? Who's the foundation? Who right. is the guy you build this defense around right now? Because it's not going to be, most likely not going to be Frank Clark moving forward, no. just given the uncertainty of his availability. Is it going to be Chris Jones? I don't think his impact has been felt enough so far this year to feel confident that you can build a scheme, a structure around him. And if it's Tyron Matthew, I think there's some ups and downs there. But if that's the case, he should already have been signed. Yeah. Like if you're Tyron Matthew and you're seeing some of the other stuff that's going on in this team right now, this defensive scheme, effort levels, the blown coverages, 
how much do you really want to come back right now just to you know continue? To, I mean, we all saw how upset he was. Yeah. The pictures are going around. His arms are being thrown up after every single play because he doesn't know what's happening. Like, who do you bring back to be the foundation of this team if that's the case? Yeah. All right. Well, it is time to take a look at some of the shows on the college side that we have here at KC Sports Network. Take a look. All right, it's time for our big seater best drive of the game. We're going to kind of cheat here a little bit. This is like a drive and then maybe a, a nice uh, three wood off the fairway right afterwards. You, you, know, you know, two putt or, you know, getting two onto the green on a par five. We're going to go with the back to back stops by the defense mm-hmm. yeah. to start the second half. Ooh. And I, I think this was, you know, it was a good response by the defense after a horrendous first half giving up a bunch of explosive plays, Craig. Yes, absolutely. You wanted to see that out of the Chiefs defense coming out of the half, the Bills getting the ball first. I think everybody was kind of writing this off as a little bit, you know, it was not going to go well. Chiefs defense come out, get two terrific stops, put the ball back in the hands of the offense twice. I mean, that's all you could ever ask for to try and get the Chiefs back into this game. But then what happened, Matty? Well, and then the offense took over. And, you know, <laughs> the first drive that we talked about, they were a little out of sync, and they came out on that, you know, first drive. Didn't work out. They go relatively quick. And then they're faced with, I believe it was a fourth and two. Fourth and four, I believe. Fourth and four. Okay, well, fourth and four is a little bit better, but still bad. Your defense hasn't stopped them besides once all game. They come out. It's fourth and four. They punt the football away. It really seemed like that was your chance to start stealing points back. That's where you thought you were going to get it. The Chiefs punt. I understand that's Andy Reid's nature. He's a little conservative in his coaching just like that. So I get the punt, but to punt it away after getting a three and out, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. A three and out. That was demoralizing. And then you get another stop. The defense shows back up. They give you the ball back again. Unfortunately, you then throw a pick six off of a tip pass. Goes right through Tyreek Hill's hands, right into Micah Hyde's arms. Runs it back. Not great. It was still a good response by the defense after a really rough first half, a good adjustment by Steve Spagno and that defense. And uh, I, you know, we, we, that was the big drive of the game presented by big Cedar golf and big Cedar lodge is quickly becoming known as America's next great golf destination. Yes. With some of the best design courses in the country nestled down in the Ozarks Ozarks. It's exactly what you need when you know you need it. Ozark National, Big Cedar, Paynes Valley, Buffalo Ridge, Top of the Rock, BigCedar.com. Go check it out. See all the courses that they got there. I want to play all of them. <laughs> Believe me, golf obsessed. Golf Kent yeah. is golf Kent's taking over. Is very excited. But yeah, go plan your trip now. Big Cedar Lodge. They've got every golfing uh, course you could imagine. It's it's beautiful out there. It's wonderful, and I'm hoping to get out there sooner rather than <laughs> later. It might have to become golf, Maddie, to get away from some of these Chiefs games. This is the way they're going to keep going, <laughs> Maddie. No, no, this is it. You need to take up golf just so you can kind of create the stress reliever that I have with Whoa, this. Wow. With yeah, golf. when I played golf, I was definitely not stressed out there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, if you don't take it too seriously, uh, we are hoping to hear from Andy Reid here pretty soon, and we are trying to get that 
going here shortly. Uh, but special shout out. Thank you to Big Cedar Golf and all that they've done to support KC Sports Network, this fine show. Uh, and also thanks to the Bullpen Bar and Grill. They've been great. They've been really supportive and, and really helpful. And we're really excited to be partnering with the Bullpen Bar and Grill. But also the Kingdom Bar and Grill, our future long-term home for KC Sports Network post-game shows. If you notice, we did a halftime show as well. Uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we're we excited to be partnering with them. It was a great as- atmosphere. In t- it was. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think the lightning delay kind of killed killed the momentum. Oh, and being down two scores kind of maybe maybe uh, maybe uh, killed that a little no, bit, too. I enjoyed it. I think the delay worked out well because I think every, every Chiefs fan in here was a little demoralized at halftime. <laughs> so, like, I think getting that extra time just to process just, everything that was happening. You embraced it. There, yeah. was, there was a lot of energy in here at the bullpen when the second half started. Then the Chiefs came out. Derek Nottie made that first down stop for, like, no yards. I yes. think this place was electric. And then, you know, the Chiefs punted the ball back. You no, know, we've no, already no, been no. there. No, no, no. See, it was the stop. It was getting off the field. <laughs> it was that big stop by, by Legereus Need and that three and out. Yeah. This place erupted. It really we did. We were ready. Yeah, we were ready. We were ready for the conversion. And then we gave the ball. The, how often do we get to say give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes? Do I, you? Do you? Okay. Well, we are here. We're going to be hearing from Andy Reid at his post-game press conference right now. Here we go. In this league, uh, by doing those things that we're doing. Anyways, with that time, George. Did you see any thread in the turnovers that's similar or anything you can kind of explain why they're happening? Uh, each one's different. I mean, so, uh, no. I mean, other than we're, they've got to stop uh, for us to be competitive. And, um, you know, that's my responsibility. So I've I got to make sure the team plays the right way. We're, right now we're not, we're not playing the right way. Coach, did you see this coming? Is there any way to see a team that's been so good, as good as you guys have been over a long period of time, hitting a rough stretch like this? Um, no, I mean I don't. I didn't see this coming, uh, and I uh, not tonight. This, this game tonight, I came in thinking we had a chance to win the game, and uh, we didn't handle ourselves the right way. And so um, that's my responsibility, and to get that get that right, and. I look forward to when both sides of the ball play well together because we could be a real good football team. Well, Daniel Sorensen appeared to be on the bat of a two deep play. Is that a matter of miscommunication back there? Or what exactly happened on that play? Yeah, I'll, I'll know more after I talk to Spags and take a look at the film on it. So. And there's what enough television players to watch that. How are they dejected where they yeah, no, it was. It was, it, you know, I, they're they're embarrassed by it. We we didn't play well, and so uh, we all are. I mean, that's uh, you surely don't want to play that way anytime, let alone at home. And uh, and we've got to do better. And so uh, from the coaches on down to the players, we got to do better. Yeah, so mistakes. That's those are things that that frustrate you when you know that we can do better uh, on turnovers and penalties, um, big plays. Um, I, I know what we're capable of, and I see that we just have to get that done. And so, as coaches and players, we got to get that done. And it seemed like you guys had some momentum there at the end. Uh, yeah, it's a shame that a penalty does that. Yeah, at that particular time, on what I thought was a pretty good tackle. Yeah, so I mean that's a shame. That's a shame that that happens. 
we did. We had the momentum coming back our way. And, um, you know, it's not the first time, but that, that's, uh, you know, it's a shame. Did it look like they called the play correctly? I mean, have you seen enough replays of it to tell if the refs made the right call on that one? Yeah, it's a shame that that penalty happened. No, we weren't on the same page. We were, we were not on the same page at times with uh, where the receivers were going, where Pat was thinking they were going to be, and we've got to got to do better with that. You know, got to make sure that it takes place. A couple more guys. Yeah. So when, yeah, yeah. When things aren't going right, <laughs> that's um, it's not necessarily communication as much as it is the execution part of it, and and um, and then maybe trying too hard to make something happen. Um, you know, whether it's gaining an extra yard, whether it's trying to make a throw, uh, tip ball, lineman keeping a hand down on it, or handing it off. You know, I mean, it's it's one of all these things. I don't know if that's necessarily communication, um, but it, it, it comes across that way. But I, I think people know what they're doing. It's just you got to do it, and you, you can't uh, you, know, you can't go above what you what you're supposed to do. Just let it let it happen. The play happen. I mean, that's a possibility. I didn't necessarily feel that, but that's a possibility. I mean, it kind of comes back to question here. So, I mean, it's, um, you know, we um, maybe, maybe we're trying to. Maybe there is something to that that we're trying to. I know the third quarter we came out and we were sound defensively and played well. Guys were flying around. There was certain energy. And offensively, we didn't take care of business there. We drove it down the field and then gave it to them. So, you know, you, you got to put it together. Both sides have to play well. When you're playing a good team, both sides have to play well. And so, you know, I, that's what, you know, keeps me going on that. We're, we're going to figure this out and get that done. And um, when that happens, we'll have a, we'll have a good thing going. All right, and thanks to our friends at KCTV5 for that footage. And thank you to everybody watching on the 101 the Fox Facebook page. Thank you for watching on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, wherever you're watching. We really appreciate you all spending some time with us here, reacting viscerally, I might say, to the Andy Reid post-game, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the post-game presser. And now we're going to go ahead and listen to Patrick Mahomes after the Chiefs loss. It's actually Tyron Matthews. Oh, Tyron Matthews. I mean, I do that on good players as well. You know, I always have my hands in there, like, but, uh, yeah, kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think we, we honestly, I think we're just beating ourselves. Um, if you really look back at it, um, you know, you go back to the Ravens game, uh, miscommunication, blown coverages. Um, Chargers game, kind of the same, you know, thing. And then tonight, you know, uh, 
you know, I think most of the explosive pass plays were guys just running, you know, wide open down the field. So, um, obviously, we don't practice that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, our coaches don't teach that. Um, just got to find a way to, to dig deep, man. You know, um, every every team we play wants to beat us. And they, that they want to beat us bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I think if we, we have to understand that, you know, we come into these kind of games. I mean, you know, well, I think for one, you can't keep every player, you know, so our our room has changed, you know, the first year to the second year to even this year. So there's some new faces. Um, It's definitely not an excuse. I feel like we we, we practice really hard. We we detail our work. Um, Yeah, I I can't, I don't don't know what it is. Um, Obviously, we're not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. You know, our coaches aren't going to give up. Um, So... And this is still a long season for us, <laughs> you know. I mean, obviously, we don't want to be two and three. That that that's not our expectations. Um, but um, we do have a lot of football left to play, and so, you know, you kind of put these games behind you and you just look forward to kind of turning the page, you know, going forward. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's that at all. Um, obviously, those guys get paid too; they get coached up too. Um, but if you really look back at it, it's it's missed tackles, um, it's blown coverages, um, and that's really like like kind of the theme, <laughs> you know. So if we could stop some of these tackles teams are in third and long, you know, if we don't miscommunicate on a third down, then we're off the field. We get a ball back to our offense. So uh, we just got to find a way to um, stop, stop the bleeding when it's happening. Um, and, and then, you know, try our best to, to get it right. And I think you look back on it too. I don't think we have a turnover the last three weeks. So that's a big part of this game too, getting the ball back to your offense. I mean, with, after the Chiefs 38-20 loss. Again, thank you to KCTV5 for them uh, and their coverage uh, of the post-game pressers. Appreciate them. Uh, I had a couple interesting thoughts from you know hearing from both Andy and Tyron, and I think the first one, both of them used the word embarrassing. Yep. How fitting. That feels like the exact word that I, I think we all probably thought the exact same thing at some point. Uh, during that game, maybe a few times, Maddie. Well, absolutely. And it's good to hear people, you know, to see coach come out and say that, to see Tyron Matthew come out and say that. The unfortunate thing is I think that's kind of a buzzword that they have used in the past after bad performances. And sometimes it does turn around afterwards. So, like, you do have that to hang your hat on. But I almost just feel like that's a good buzzword to kind of gloss over and not get to what the root of the issue is, which obviously they're not going to tell you in a post-game press conference. Oh, sure. No, they're not going to They're not going to tell you that. Just like Andy Reid's not going to criticize a referee. Andy Reid did not get fined <laughs> in that press conference, by the way. It's so, unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Well, it was unfortunate that that game happened. Yeah, exactly. For being honest. Yeah. Uh, I did think something interesting that Tyron Matthew said is, you know, he was kind of talking about, you know, how, you know, there's different faces and different name, you know, names and stuff in the last, you know, from year one to year two to year three is like, 
how many core players have they lost though? Like you're talking about, I'm sorry. Oh, God forbid. I'm no, no offense to Damian Wilson, but God forbid they lose Damian Wilson. Listen, I would take Damian Wilson. I know, I, but I'm just saying, are we going to act like the, like he's just a game changer and no. all of a sudden this game, this defense gets no. better. Bashad Breland, or do we do we think he's changing this the outlook of this defense significantly? He Emmanuel, blows a lot less coverages. That's true. <laughs> Emmanuel Agba. Would. Oh, okay, there we that go. That one hurts. Just, in, but was but, he a core member? I mean, I, no, I do want to stick with Tyron. Something he said that I actually thought was really good. Every team they play wants to beat them and wants to beat them badly. They do. I mean, this is very obvious when you watch the Bills celebrate on the sideline oh. or after every single play. But what strikes me is I almost feel like the Chiefs don't handle this very well. The Chiefs aren't handling not being feared. The Chiefs aren't handling being potentially an underdog very well. They are now the top dogs, and I don't think offensively, defensively, I don't coach-wise, they're not handling it well. They're not treating it. They're not coming out and using that to their advantage. They look like a team that isn't sure that they are supposed to be better or how to handle every team's best punch every single week. I mean, they, yeah, go. I, 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 we talked about that earlier this season. That the Chiefs put pressure on teams and try and make them buckle under the pressure. It's not happening. They can't get up on it. They can't get ahead. They can't put that pressure on. And we're seeing what happens. Feels like the Chiefs embraced being the hunted a little bit more last year than this year. And I don't think I, I don't see the same kind of championship swagger that we've seen from this organization in the past. That's it. It's gone. It's gone. It is. I, you know, and you know, I, you know, I kind of said it was time to worry. That's the that's part of what. I worry about is it does not feel like that championship DNA exists there. And there's not enough players there holding themselves accountable to that standard. And there's some players that their physical abilities are not what we saw two years ago. Right. I mean, the core of this team is two years older. You know, Frank Clark's been through a litany of issues. So the version that we saw of him, Chris Jones, they're moving him out of position because they want to try to get him more consistent from down to down. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the truth about it. Mm -hmm. It's not they just they didn't just move one of the better interior defensive pass rushers for any reason. Mm -hmm. They're trying to find a role to make it work better for him because they were having issues along the interior when he was playing the run. Yeah. They value different things than what Chris Jones provides from splash splash, splash plays. Daniel Sorensen is not a core player. Daniel Sorensen probably shouldn't be on an NFL roster right now, even as a core special teamer. I mean, like we're talking Anthony Hitchens. These guys are all pushing 30 or are 30. Mm -hmm. This is an older core and it shows. Yeah, it does. And they're, they don't look like the same guys that you saw two years ago. And the energy and the championship swagger does not exist. And that's a shame because, yeah. I mean, they have the best player in the world and you it sucks to see them wasting a year of this. That's not to say they can't recapture that. Sure. I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to dunk on that and say that they can't recapture it. But I do think that we need to pay a little more attention to the way that they react to some of that stuff. I think Maddie's on to something there. All right. It is time to go to tweets that we need to talk about here on, uh, on the, Oh wait. Oh, are we going to cut to the, are we going to get Patrick Mahomes here? Yeah. Um, We're going to go ahead and get Patrick Mahomes. I'm not just through bad footballs at the end of the day. So it's gotta be better. Yeah, I mean, they kind of have to just take it on the chin. I mean, you got to get better. I mean, that's that's at the end of the day, that's what we got to do. Um, still got a long season left, um, but it's definitely this is one you're going to remember. Um, and so uh, that's a good football team, don't get me wrong, but uh, we don't lose football games like that, especially at home. You're obviously the leader of this team, and you're going to try to turn this thing around. How do you keep the guys up during 
Yeah, I mean, I think we know we have what it takes to be great. Um, we still have a lot of the players. We've brought in a lot of great players that have, that have been been really good at other places. Um, so we know that we have what it takes. It's about coming together now and, and finding a way to, to do that. Um, we've had spurts here and there, offensively, defensively, uh, special teams, uh, stuff like that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about coming together as a team um, because in this league, it's not about good players. It's about good teams. And uh, we have to do that, and then we're going to have to find a way. We, we have a, a tough schedule, and we gotta, we've got to win now, I mean, at the end of the day. How long have you been a team that turns it over much until the last few weeks? How do you explain what's been going on with this Chargers yeah, I mean, it starts with me. I mean, I think three of them were on me. I mean, the interceptions and then the, the fumble at the end of the game. Um, and so I have to correct that. I have to be better. Uh, it's something that I've, I've not usually done in my career, but I have to reevaluate where I'm at, uh, what decisions I'm making. Um, so uh, once we do we do that, I think we don't, we don't kind of hurt ourselves. I think we'll find ways to score points. Um, and so, uh, I mean, turnovers are a huge deal in this league. Turnover margin usually, usually decides games. Um, and so it's something we have to correct as a team if we want to we want to win these football games. Yeah, I mean it's just we see different we're seeing different defenses that we have seen in the past. Um, trying to read we we have a lot of stuff where we read coverages and, and run routes to, to different spots, and we're just not on that same page. Um, but uh, I have to trust in these guys that we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, that's me knowing what they're thinking, me and them knowing what I'm thinking, um, and that's what makes our offense so good. So, uh, something I don't want to lose. It's just about us practicing, going to work every single day, and and kind of being on that same page. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that. I mean, it's we we kind of recognize coverages as we run routes, um, and that's what's made us so good over the past few years. Is as teams can ha have the right coverage call, but we can run a route a certain way. Um, so so guys, uh, uh, the the guys are seeing coverages differently than I am. I mean, they're different coverages than I don't think anyone else has faced coverages like we've faced these last few games. And so uh, once we get on the same page um, and and kind of get that thing rolling, I think we'll be back to where we're at. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, you're talking about the one we didn't get, right? Yeah, it, it was. Uh, they, we we ran a play. We had a good play called man covers. They, they covered it well. Um, I was kind of out route to Tyreek on the left side. Um, so I reset back, back and try to find uh, Kelsey as my like, kind of last read in that, that progression. And they covered it well. Um, and they had a spy for me. So I was trying to decide if I was going to try to outrun them, stuff like that. And then it's fourth down. So I try to just put one up and let, let the big uh, Kelsey make, try to make a play. And the dude made a good play and got a hand on it. Yeah, he's someone that's going to help us, man. I mean, how physical he is. Uh, the teams are playing us in man covers like they like they did today, especially on third downs. Uh, once he gets a full grasp of the offense, it's going to be hard for them to, to man him up. Um, um, it'll take some pressure off Tyree, take some pressure off McCole and Trav because they kind of have guys where a lot of people focusing on them. And having a big guy like that uh, when teams are playing man coverage is going to help us. A couple quick ones. What, what do you guys call the play where the chest pass to Kelsey? Yeah, uh, I won't say. You can let you ask Kelsey about it. And um, on the interceptions, it seems like you've been a little snake better unlucky this year. I mean, Tyreek doesn't normally have to come out of his hands and go for a pick six. You feel like you've kind of been a little bit lucky before? Maybe some unluck has come your way this year? Yeah, I think everything kind of comes back to the, the the middle at the end of the day. So, I mean, if, if hopefully that uh, 
if I'm unlucky now at the beginning of the season, as we get uh, to the end of the season, it kind of goes back the other way. Um, and so um, I've, I've never been someone to, to – I've been kind of a – I'm a crazier player as far as scrambling and making throws, but in my career, I've never been someone to throw a lot of interceptions. Um, and so I kind of have to look at it now and go back and reevaluate what I'm doing and, and try to, I have to cut it out. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I'm, if you cut out those turnovers, um, it's a different ball game. I don't know if we win, but it's definitely a different ball game. A couple more guys. I know we're going to find out about the injury status of Clyde in the coming days. Did you say anything to him? What was the communication like uh, at the end of the season? Yeah, man, I, I just, I, I mean, obviously he's upset. He wants to, he wants to play. I mean, a very dejected, yeah, defeated Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I found it interesting kind of hearing him and saying, we know we have, you know, what, what, what is capable of becoming a very good team. It doesn't feel like they really believe that. And that's the vibe I kind of get and the energy from basically everybody in that press conference. You can say what you want. And uh, that, was about as, that was about as de-energized as I've seen Andy Reid. And that's about as de-energized as I've seen Patrick Mahomes in a long time. Andy Reid said they got smoked. I mean, like, <laughs> you don't hear that very often. And, you know, of course, you know, you're going to have somebody ask him, it's like, hey, well, you know, did you see the game going that way? Of course not. Of course he didn't see the game going that way. But the way that he's saying it, it's not, oh, let's fix this, let's fix this. It's we need both sides of the ball to play at the same time, period. Like, I mean, like, he's telling you right there, it's not good enough. We're, we're not playing together. We're not playing complementary football. It's, it's all bad, yeah. Well, yeah, there was a lot of talk of playing as a team, needing everybody to play good, but that's not what this team is. That's right. not how this team is built. So you can get up there and preach that, and it sounds good, but this whole, as, though, as a team, it's never going to be as good as Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill. And the problem is, I do think that right now, everybody else is getting in the way of that. And something else that, I mean, Patrick Mahomes kept talking about there is having to reevaluate some of the decisions that he's making. Mm -hmm. That scares me a little bit. It sounds like he's a little concerned. He's a little worried about the way these turnovers are going. I don't want to see this offense play more scared than they are right now. They're yeah. already laying it up a lot more than they ever have. But this offense has no explosive element to it right now. And I understand that defenses are taking it away, but there is a lot of dejected talk coming from Mahomes, from Reed about the turnovers. And I'm afraid that you're going to get more of these checkdowns. You're going to get more of these five-yard stick routes over and over again. And it's it's a, the execution's good. It was versus the Eagles. Sure. But I'm scared of what that means because you could see it in Mahomes' face. He's not. He's concerned by yeah. how that's going right now. The funny thing is, is the Chiefs were one of the like a historically great offensive team coming into this game from an efficiency standpoint. They were, they were averaging over three and a half you know points per possession. Mm -hmm. uh, you know some of the paces that they had to this point, even with a absurdly high turnover rate. You know you, you we're sitting here having all these conversations. But both things can actually be true because this offense has been extremely efficient, but it's been a lot of very methodical down the field drives. And you can see the margin for error, you know, and, and the things that can really pop up when you're forced to drive the, you know, nine, 10 plays, you know, to, to you know, the, the explosive element when it's not there, a lot more mistakes can happen. And you saw that with the red zone turnover by Patrick Mahomes, the tip to Greg Rousseau, great play by him. Was. Mm -hmm. But that was after a long sustained drive. Well, and it felt like it forced. This was the first game where it felt like playing that longer drive, slow brand of football was being forced. It didn't feel like they were taking what was given to them. They were forcing these throws out because nothing was working downfield. Maybe that goes into Mahomes talking about not being on the same page with the receivers on these site adjustment routes. First, these coverages seem like that's a big sticking point for them. So maybe that gets better as the season goes on, but just quit forcing the short game. Take it when it's there, but you don't have to force it. And it really felt like they were forcing it today. Yeah.
And it really did feel like they were like, you know, kind of speaking to what Patrick Mahomes talked about in the press conference. It felt like he was, it was a little timid. They, yeah. He was he was playing timid in that last you know that last he quarter was. of the game and really getting the ball out of his hands quick, really throwing shallow, very intentional showing throwing shallow, throwing short of the sticks, not being confident to go grip it and rip it's, it. It's the short of the sticks thing. Yeah, that's that's not we don't we aren't used down. to this. Not and not to a wide open man with a chance to get the first down. It was just it was crazy to watch him throwing to covered guys that did not have an opportunity to convert it short of the stick. That's not what this offense is. That's not what Patrick Mahomes is. All right, guys, it's time to react to some tweets. We pulled some up from during the game, and we've got plenty uh, to discuss here, and we will get to those here in just a second. We got Sam Mellinger, our guy. That Josh Allen touchdown run looked like a huddle highlight against <laughs> oh a smaller goodness. school. Josh Josh Allen ran all over this Chiefs defense. He made their linebackers and safeties look small. And he really did. Wait till he, wait till we get later in the game and he sees the hurdle. Oh, Talk man. about a huddle highlight oh, versus goodness. smaller high school. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, he made some plays with his legs. I mean, he was just making plays left and right. Yeah, and the was. funny thing about Josh Allen is he really wasn't completing the pa- passes at a high rate early in the game. It was like a less than 50% or at 50%. Huge. And he was throwing, and he was like 30 yards yeah. per completion or something. I think he ended the game at 21 per completion. Oh, that's crazy. Mitchell that's crazy. Schwartz, Uh-oh. former chief. Are you effing kidding me? The state of refereeing <laughs> is at an all-time low right now. I'm not entirely sure why, but it's so bad, and it's bad across the entire league. I'm pretty sure that's what Andy Reid meant <laughs> in his press conference, Batty. Yeah, I think we all know it's bad. We can all pick a handful, and this is not just that would have helped the Chiefs. There were some really bad calls for yeah. and or against that helped or hurt the Bills just as well. The referee in this game was bad, but we knew it was going to be. We saw the referee crew. We yeah. knew it was going to be bad for this one. So I mean, I'll, I'll say it. Carl Sheffer sucks. Yeah, <laughs> we don't get fined for we that. Don't get fined Insert for that. Joey Bosa, you know, video clip of him calling out the referees from yeah. last week. Like that's about like hell. Anybody needs to know. Yeah, no, it's bad. Egregious roughing the passer call that was right after a bad egregious holding call on right. Mitch Moore. So, I mean, like, we, <laughs> we we can point both directions, unfortunately, on those drives. All right, our guy, his darkness. We have multiple highlights of Chiefs defenders running the wrong way, and it's only the second quarter. It's only five games into the season, and we're running out of fingers to count the number of times that this has happened this year, Craig. It's, it's just constant. It's absolutely constant. You remember early on in the season when people were highlighting Micah Parsons dropping into coverage. It was roboting out and trying to point to him not knowing where the play is. No, the Chiefs. Just watch the Chiefs defense. You got plenty of those. You can pull up at least three clips from every single Chiefs game this year that is just as bad as D Ford as a rookie. The oh, Chiefs fans love to throw around out there. Oh my goodness. And this, I know this tweet came right after Anthony Hitchens ran away from a ball, a check down to a running back. He turned around, ran away from it, then fell trying to react. And then Colin Saunders was going to get clear pressure on the first touchdown paths that Josh Allen threw. He stopped, thought it was a screen pass, went to retrace his steps, and just gave up any chance of pressure. That year, tweet came right after those. Year three in Steve Spagnuolo's defense mm-hmm. for both of them. You should. Yeah, okay. Nick Leckie, our guy. Oh, that, 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 he might know a little bit about this, but he said the Bills' defensive line is lining up to create a one-on-one with Lucas Niang. That definitely bared out during that game. Oh, absolutely. Especially early in the game, I thought Lucas Niang, he had a little bit of trouble with it. You know, there, at the beginning, he was forcing Patrick Mahomes to get off a spot because he was not ready for some of those one-on-ones. I will say, as the game went along, I thought he got a lot better. Yeah. I actually think Orlando Brown was a much bigger problem as the game went mm-hmm. on than Lucas Niang was. But at the beginning, the Bills really went out of their way to isolate him in one-on-ones versus as many guys as they could just to challenge the young tackle early on. 
yeah, shift them inside, force all the protection to shift inside, and then open things up to where guys can get inside of Lucas Niang or outside. Really, really good game plan there. Patrick Mahomes, fiance Brittany Matthews. Y'all hit his head one more time. That's what we're talking about, though. That's where that championship swagger. The Bills came in, wanted to rough this team up. They hit Patrick Mahomes repeatedly on the ground without any calls. You know, with those slides, they weren't calling him. So they're going to keep doing it because they want to get in his head. They want to get in this team's head. They dropped on his head a lot. And it, I don't think any of it was dirty. I mean, I can think they were definitely dropping on him. It was very borderline penalty, but they mm-hmm. weren't penalized for it. Nobody was throwing full weight shots. No. They were just laying on him as much as they possibly could. And it did look pretty bad. Who for the Chiefs, though? Who from the Chiefs had any kind of physicality or just energy? Like those Bills, just the Bills defensive line did hitting Patrick Holmes. No one. There was no energy there until Mm-mm. the second half. All right, we started with Mellinger. We're going to end with Mellinger. Uh, the pass... This pass hit one of the NFL's best receivers in the hand and then was returned for a pick six. If that doesn't tell you about how, and this was after, like you said, a three and out from the defense. If that doesn't just explain everything about how this night went, I don't know what does, Maddie. I think you'd even go back earlier. Wasn't it the first drive where the Chiefs settled for a field goal where the ball hit one of the NFL's best wide receivers right in the face and they had to settle for a field goal? I mean, that's an unfortunate thing that Tyree Kill goes through. Now, that play in particular wasn't going to be a first down, but you take a not good play for the Chiefs and make it as bad as possible, and yep, that sums up this game. Pretty much microcosm of it right there. All right, well, it's time to sum up this show, and we're going to give you guys both a chance. Craig, final thoughts today. Oh, man, I'm not looking forward to watching this defensive performance in the first half, but... I am curious to see kind of the way that they played in the second half. They looked a little bit better. It was good to see a response, but overall still nowhere near good enough. I may be dreading watching this just offensive scheme as much as Craig is dreading watching the defense. <laughs> Cause I don't, again, I've said it a couple of times. I don't know what they're doing offensively. It looks like the key to beating the chiefs is the play zone coverage. Most of the time play man coverage against them in the game. And the chiefs will look completely inept unless they're throwing YOLO balls to Travis Kelsey or Tyree kill. Well, uh, I want to make sure before we get out of here, we want to make sure to thank uh, the Holiday Distillery for a wonderful party, a KCSN party, subscriber-only show or party that we had uh, here this on Saturday. It was a wonderful time. If you haven't gotten out there, make sure you go check it out in Western Missouri. It is a wonderful experience. I promise you, you will not regret it. The tour alone was worth it. But Can't confirm. Wonderful cocktails, uh, wonderful vibe, a lot of really cool things they have going on. Make sure you go check that out. A special shout out to them. And a special shout out to all of you for watching on a Monday morning as the Kansas City Chiefs get embarrassed 38-20 by the Buffalo Bills. Thank you for spending some time and watching this show and helping us all uh, process and break this thing down. That is going to do it for us here on the KCSN live post-game show. We'll catch you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.